This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Amon Ross St. Brown. So let's go there. Amon Ross St. Brown now has eight games of eight catches or more. And that ties an NFL record uh, for, uh, for, for that type of, of number. And the two guys that he tied that record with is Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints and Antonio Brown when he was with the Steelers. So mm-hmm. good company to be in. He could break that record against Minnesota. Um, but also another one that you mentioned uh, earlier on the, on the morning show is it's six games with eight or more catches and six consecutive games with a touchdown for Amon St. Brown. What type of player is he becoming? He, he's almost our version of uh, Cooper Cup. You know, he, he's that guy in the slot that uh, knows how to get open. You know, and when you watch Cooper Cup, I don't think anybody he, he probably has some surprising speed. Um, but Cooper Cup is still it's so weird to say this. He's still kind of underrated based off of how you see defenses play him. Like defenses still try to bracket him like with a linebacker yeah. and a safety, and it's like, why do, why are you not double covering this guy? Well, you you <laughs> like, still see it like it, it's almost like he's a possession receiver. With big play potential. That, they, that can go the distance. You yeah. take a three-yard pass and go, you know. And I think uh, I'm in Ross St. Brown. Is he a burner? I mean, I wouldn't say so. Um, but he's got that talent and that knack and that ability for to, to be such a young player to just get open. And that's huge, man. And that's – I mean, we saw it developing late last season. We saw, we saw St. Brown starting to develop into that reliable target for Jared Goff. And uh, obviously this year – has only continued to get better, you know, and, and the thing that impresses me about him so much is that when young players, especially have success, uh, it's very easy for that to, you know, go to your head and, uh, you know, start walking around like, (laughs) like you're the man, you know? Um, and when I talked, you know, heard, heard, heard Aminara talking about, uh, post game last night about the game, he was upset. He was mad that he did not catch that slant pass on that last drive with, you know, a minute and a half left to to ice that game. Now, that was an unbelievable play by Washington's corner. I mean, he got his arm in the perfect spot and knocked that ball away. I don't think there was anything Amon Roberts could have done differently, but that's that's like all he was talking about was, I got to make that play. I got to make that play. And to have a young player um, talk like that, that just, no, it's not good enough until I catch every ball. You know what I mean? It's not good enough until I make every play. that's special, man. I think that is because this kid's going to just keep working hard and hard and hard. And even though he's had uh, that taste of success now, you talk about NFL records. I mean, we talked about on the radio and, and the guys in the booth were like, I mean, you're talking about, you know, Herman Moore and Calvin Johnson. And we're like, no, you're talking about Amar Jerry Rice. Rice and yeah. you're talking about NFL record with all the <laughs> big time receivers in NFL history, you know, not just Lions history setting records. So, um, 
gosh, man, he's just a. He, it, it feels like it feels like a star in the making, um, but it feels like a star that's already here almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, the kid is just so damn reliable and. And he just knows how to play football. He is just a hell of a football player. Well, and you'd like to see the ball spread around a little bit more so that it's just not Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, we'll take our 8, 9, 10 catches, but DJ Shark, there's been some drops. Um, and, you know, mentioned the one where he was wide open downfield and, you know, Jared Goff, who everybody says doesn't have arm strength, overthrows him. Uh, then you've got, you know, other guys over there like Josh Reynolds. We saw a touchdown from him. Um, just use your imagination. The offense right now, 35 points against the Eagles, 36 against the Commanders. What's it look like when Jamison Williams is available? Hopefully even more explosive, meaning, you know, what we were just talking about, down the field passes. I know that Goff has, uh, through two games now, uh, not really. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Utilize that downfield game much. Right. I mean, we saw it maybe once or twice against Philly, and then you saw it what, maybe once or twice yesterday, you know, to the end of the half that he missed the throw to Chark and then, you know, even the little trick play, I mean, wasn't a deep throw, but right. at least he took the shot. You know, he's giving the guy a chance to go make a play. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you talk about when you get a speedy receiver and, look, if Jameson Williams is what he's built up to be, you know, people, a lot of people comparing him to, like, a Tyreek Hill-type speed yeah. guy that can just burn you down the field. Um, that's going to open up even more underneath for guys like Amon Ross St. Brown where he makes his magic, and it's going to open up even more for TJ Hawkinson because Hawkinson has had maybe a little bit of a frustrating start um, this season. Um, But when you look at the last two games, like Jared Goff, the one thing he needs to continue to improve on is not locking in on one guy, you know, because there were a couple plays yesterday, the first pass he threw to Hawkinson, Stared him down the whole time, and he got absolutely drilled. That safety came up in that box and completely drilled him. And you don't think Hawkinson's thinking about that the rest of the game? Yeah. You know, in the next three passes, I think were drops because it's human nature, man. I mean, he's a guy that, of course, you expect to make those plays, but as a quarterback, when you set a guy like up like that, he gets drilled. It's like, come on, man, that's going to be in the back of his head, you know. So I think Goff still needs to continue to improve. There's still too many forced passes. You know, where he just locks in on one guy, and this is where I'm throwing the ball. And there was a third down yesterday, I, th- I think, too early in the third quarter. He tried to stuff one into triple coverage that almost got picked. Yeah. And there was somebody streaking over the middle wide open. And it's like, okay, you, know, you want to show us, you know, that that next step, that next level of improvement. Those are the plays we need to have consistently. So, um, but Hawkinson, look, I, he's probably frustrated. I think we saw it in the Philly game after the pick six. He came off and, uh, you know, there was clearly a miscommunication there with Goff. Um, yesterday, you know, he ends up what with the three catches and, uh, you know, he made the last met last three of them, one of them being a big one on yep. a third down over the middle tight coverage. Um, but he's, he's, he's a guy that just going back to the original point, when you get more, another speedy receiver that can take the top off a of defense. Now those safeties are going to start playing a little deeper. Those corners are going to start playing a little deeper. That's going to open up the plays underneath 
for the guys like Hawkinson, who we expect to continue to be a good player, and even Amon Ross St. Brown to make more magic happen. Because if you put, you know, we assume it'll be Williams. We're talking, what, probably six, seven, eight weeks down the road. But you have Williams, you know, Chark, Amon Ra, and Hawkinson. I mean, we I don't expect Jamison Williams to come out and just light the league on fire. But if you talk about those four guys, somebody's probably getting double covered, and three of those guys are going to get one-on-one opportunities. And whatever three you mix in there, I expect all those guys to be able to beat single coverage. I just yep. do. So that's just going to add a whole different dynamic to this team. Well, we'll just see how far off we are. I mean, I, I know we, they talked about kind of mid-October, maybe that yep. week six type space. I mean <laughs> – I can't wait to see that kid play, though. I'm I can't wait. So man. excited to see him play and just to see what he brings to this offense—another level, um, you know, of speed and and just more talent and opening up the run game more too. You know, you talk about Washington yesterday. I mean, seven, eight, nine guys in the box. Uh, you can't do that when you got a burner on the outside, man. So that's going to benefit the whole offense, not just the passing game.